Greetings, beautiful. You are listening to Stepping into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so grateful for you to stop by, take a listen, and see if what I have to say resonates with you or not. It is allergy season here in Northeast Pennsylvania. So, (laughs) as I sniffle, I was going to say, I may sniffle a few times. I have some allergies, so um, just bear with me and we'll get through this. So I want to talk today about how to step into your life purpose without losing yourself. So what I mean by that is, there are so many of us right now that feel a calling to do something, whether it's, you know, I'm looking at different people in the world and how they can go over to, you know, third world countries and visit children who are starving and and in need of water and still emit joy. I know people personally who do this on a regular basis and although their heart goes out to these, these souls that need so much help, They feel so much joy when they're there. Just doing the work that I do, I have had to work very hard in letting go of everyone's outcome, whether or not I saved everyone or I could help everyone or please everyone. And when I finally was able to do that, and I still have to work on it, believe me, especially when it comes to kids. But when I finally let go of that burden that I put on myself, that I'm here for everyone, I have to help everyone, and I have to make sure everyone's okay, even people that take courses with me, group courses or one-on-one coaching, I would find it difficult to really, you know, cut those apron strings, like really allow them to just be and realize that I did everything I could to help them. And it really was up to them whether they made changes. So, our life purpose, we were born to do it, whatever it is, and we must find a way to step into our life purpose, remain connected to the light, which is our divine connection with God and universe, Understanding and remembering and knowing that every soul on this planet, including animals, people, human, whatever, they have a choice. They chose to be here for a reason. Sometimes the reason is they're here is because they're part of the awakening. They're here to wake us up to what needs to be done, what needs to change. Some people signed up to be that change, to be the one that sees pictures of animals being brutalized like um, rhinos and elephants and then step up and do something. Or children who are starving or need vaccinations against diseases that we here in the U.S. have had vaccinations for for years. So some souls signed up to be the ones that awaken others, and some souls signed up to be those that are awakened. 
I hope you understand that. I hope you get that. And guess what? Three, four, five, fifteen hundred lifetimes ago, roles might have been reversed. So if we're the ones here this time awakened to be the fucking change, and I have to make a difference, and I have to do something, we might have been the ones before saying, hey, look at me. This is happening to me, and it's time you wake up and do something about it. It's possible. If you really step out of the rules in your ego mind, and you let go of control and open up to anything's possible, we're always playing, um, you know, different roles. Well, not, I'm not going to say always because I don't know that for a fact. And I am not going to say I know this if I do not know this. But we are, we, we come here for different reasons each time. And I, I'm thinking about a story, someone in my private Facebook group. I mean, it was a beautiful thing. We have so many healers here, children that are here. I mean, so many adults, but the children, holy cow, they are here and so many are on the way. I can't even tell you how many times throughout a day that I connect with people like Michael Jackson, Walt Disney, Mr. Rogers, whatever his real name was from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, those souls. Oh, and Prince. It's crazy. I'm not kidding. These souls connect with me in some way, and I know that they're part of the big picture in guiding me as I step forward into helping the children more, and the children into being themselves, and to like being okay with being who they are. And, and the other day, I was thinking about it. You know, all of these children that are here and so many are that are coming, they're all so different, and that's that's the biggest part of it is that we have to help them realize that you're not here to be like anyone else. So we got to, we got to throw this fucking box out the window. We can't put our kids in a box. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and put down public schools, but that's what it's become. And you know, it's, you look at it, it's kind of not their fault. It's all about funding the numbers, the test scores. So they got to put the kids in the box. And if you don't fit in the box, then they're going to say, go get your child checked because they need a diagnosis of something. Because then we can put them in another box. And we have to stop that shit. We have to stop these fucking boxes. Because the children are getting lost. I met a little kiddo last night at a party. And he showed up. And as soon as he got there, what a little light. Oh, my Lord. I don't even know how old he was. I'm going to guess like seven, eight. I don't know. Maybe older. I'm not good at guessing ages with kids. But he came up and he had this like headband wrapped around his head over his ears. And uh, someone said, oh, he just had, I don't know if I asked or if they just told me, but they said he had surgery on his ears because they were sticking out. They had to pin his ears back. They were sticking out. But this is the reason. I, I just about, I just about fell over. It wasn't because it bothered him the way he looked. It's because he was, I'm going to use the term hypersensitive to sound, and he heard everything and would would not freak out. I mean, I'm, I don't know what happened with him, but I know that it was affecting his daily life. So they had his ears pinned back because he, quote, unquote, could hear too much. As I took a sip of my beer, I was like, are you, f in my own head, I'm going, are you fucking kidding me? 
Now, it's not the family's fault. They're just going by what everyone's telling them to do. So as the party progressed, and there's, you know, there's a couple other kids his age, I watched him because I couldn't help it. He was just, I just, my heart just went out. I just loved him. And I was like, oh, I was like, angels, please help him. He's misunderstood. And I didn't know his name. I didn't know his parents. I didn't know anyone there that was related to him. But I watched him and he, they had these like plastic flags, like, you know, it was for Memorial Day party. So they had these plastic flags and he would hold it up like arm's length out as he'd look at people. And he would had that flag in front of him and he'd study someone. And I was like, that's genius. Like I'm sitting there going, you're a genius. See, I would love to talk to him to see what that does for him or what he sees instead of saying, your kid's weird. There's something wrong with him. You have to get him fixed. So as I progressed, and this is what happens with me around people, I can't shut up. Like, I can't zip my lip. And I'm not, yes, I'm a medium, but I'm not out saying, hey, your dad's here, your grandma's here. Like, no. Sometimes I'm out there advocating for the kids or I'm helping someone heal, which we'll get to that in a moment because that was someone else at the party. But, um... So I did, I did, um, the host of the party was this child's grandmother. And so I didn't know her. It was the first time I met her. But I did go up to her and I said, hey, if you, is there any chance I could talk to you just for a couple minutes? And I said, you don't know me. You don't, I don't know you, but I just got to talk to you. So she's like, sure. And so I said, I, I just want to talk to you about your grandson, if you'd be open to listening. And she said, well, I want to go get his mother for this. I'm like, oh boy, okay. <laughs> so they came in and we were talking and I said, I just, I looked at his mother and I said, I, I know that you know that your boy is really, really special. And I said, but I'm not sure everyone else knows how special he is. And she said, you know, oh my God, yes. Like his IQ is out the roof. So he is so intelligent, but he can't cope with life or, or what? Like she didn't word it that way. I don't know exactly what was going on, but it, we did end up talking a bit more and she said the school wanted him testing tested for autism and I said please like I almost got on my knees I said please 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 don't do that I said just because he doesn't fit in their box I said oh my god don't let don't let them put a label on him right now he's amazing he's special he's so gifted and I said honey do you know that he can connect with angels and so much more than than so many people are able to understand and this mother was just beaming. She was smiling. She's like, I know it. She said, I told them there's no way they're going to do that. They're not testing him, not, not, not putting a label on him. See, these are the kids that are here and that are on the way. And I'm going to say this to a lot of you parents who have the healers and the channelers and the game changers. Not everyone has to act what we might call quirky. Okay? Could be your typical normal kid. Whatever looks like normal to you, to the community you're in, that could be the healer too. It could be the kid that seems normal, okay, and then at night has all kinds of crazy dreams or knows there's stuff in the house. Like these, it, it's going to vary. Everything's going to vary. I want to make sure you know that. You can't read an article about crystal children or indigo children or rainbow children and say, my kid fits in one of these, and if they don't, they're not one of these. You can't do that. That's why people always ask me, 
you know, I think my child's an indigo. Can you guide me to a book? Or I think my kid's a crystal. Can you guide me to a book? And I said, no, I don't have a book that I can guide you to. I've read some, but they have a lot of rules or a lot of like, they have to be this or that. And that's not how it works. And so I can't, but I would be happy to book a session with you and your child if you want your child to talk to me and you're welcome to sit in. And I would love to let you know your child's gifts and your child, I promise you, their eyes will be wide open and say, this woman gets me. They might even say this woman fucking gets me. <laughs> I get it. I get the kids. Oh my God. I love it. So that was one person I ran into last night and we left the party. Well, we didn't leave the party. We left that room after speaking and I said, Hey, get a hold of me if you ever want to. This is how you find me. I'm happy to talk to you anytime if you need help with your son or even advocating for him in the school system. I don't care. I'll do whatever I can for these kiddos. We have to start advocating for them. I'll be honest. We have to start opening more of these, what they call alternative schools. I'm going to call them, they should be the mainstream schools like Waldorf or, um, Montessori things where the kids can actually be themselves and they don't, they're not forced to sit in a room full of kids at a desk and get into trouble if they can't sit still. I wouldn't make it. If they tried to make me do that right now, I would be in detention every fucking day. We're not made to do that, most of us. And you wonder why kids get home and then they want to dive into video games or some drugs or alcohol or cutting or anything to escape the fucked up seven, eight hours they just had in a, in a school, in a, sitting in a room. Torture, torture chamber. For real, let's think about it. All of that that I just mentioned, even as adults, it's all escape. It's all escape. I met someone else at the party this woman I could not get my eyes off of. She had no facial expression. She walked stiff. She, I thought she was a robot. I wasn't sure. No, I didn't think she was a robot. But I was like, oh boy, well, I, and I don't, I go out to go out and have fun. I'm not out there to always be quote unquote working. But as I say, if you're moving into your life purpose, which is what this is really about, and that's what this is all about. Your life purpose is I can be at a party and then I can go and talk to people or help people and it's fun. I don't feel like I just wasted my time or that how dare that all happen and I didn't get paid for it. No, it's my life purpose. So this woman, to make a long story short, we were talking and I said, honey, uh, you are like, you are so stuck in life that your body is, you're like a board walking around. And I said, is your back like killing you right now? And she's like, it is. How did you know that? I go, because my back hurts just being next to you. <laughs> so I, um, I said, it might sound weird, but, and you don't know me, but if you'll let me put your, my hands on you. And I even said, believe it or not, I'm at a party and I'm like, honey, do you believe in Jesus? Because he really wants to help you right now. He wants to help you feel better. He wants to help you heal. And she's like, yes, please. And I touched her back for maybe two or three minutes. Move some energy around. I had her jump up and down a couple of times. And I said, come on, we got to jump. We got to get this energy moving in our body. 
we're done being stuck. And like we were shaking our arms and I was saying things and she was copying me. And I was like, yeah, well, we've had a few beers. Isn't this funny? <laughs> but we stopped and I said, how do you feel? She's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, actually, she said, I feel alive. I, I, I was like, that's the best answer I could have dreamed of. She said, I feel alive. And then she just started jumping again. I go, good for you. Let's go. And we jumped some more. And I said, sup? And I said, okay, let's move around. How does your back feel? And she's like, it feels so much better. She goes, when you put your hands on me, it just started feeling better. So my life purpose is a joyous thing to be doing. It hasn't always been that way. Because I took everything on, like I said earlier. Now, this little boy, I did what I needed to do last night. I told his mom what I needed to say. And I, you know, worked with this woman. But I let them go. I didn't say, oh, God, they're on my mind all night and I have to watch him and I need to check in. I let it go. It's up to them now for the next move. I saw a post in the, my private Facebook group from a mom who her son saw a video about a rhino who had had its horn cut off when it was laying on the ground. I believe it was, it had passed. It was dead. And I love that her son was so, well, I don't love that he was distraught about it, but he so was like mesmerized and, and drawn into this rhino that felt this pain, the sadness. And he felt, she said he felt the pain of its heart or the sadness, not those exact words, but. And I, I love that, okay, this might be part of his calling, that somehow he's here to help animals. But my advice to any and all of you, who your children, because you're going to have these kids that have these, they've got to do something about this. And they're going to be distraught. And they're going to be crying. And they're going to be hurting and sad. And it's your job, I'm telling you, it's your job to start helping them move into their life purpose differently. So the first thing that I would do or would have done, and I'm not, it's no one's, I would not have known this before I started hanging out with the angels. I didn't know to do this. First thing that I would have done is I would have said, but honey, you know what? The angels have an ability to lift us out, our soul, even the animal's souls. At the moment that those people are coming at him or going to hurt him, the angels, and I would probably even say Archangel Michael, he took him home. He didn't have to be there. He was dancing with the angels when they were cutting his horn off. Like, that's what I would be saying. Like, he was there. That was his physical body for a very, you know, short time or whatever. But he was back home while they were doing that. To help her child move out of this pain in his heart that Sometimes, you know, people say that's what drove me to do this life purpose is I had to have this, but we can still move into our life purpose without that pain, without that sadness. And so kudos to you, mom, by the way, you did an excellent job. Your post was beautiful. Your son is beautiful. I have no doubt he's going to do amazing things. I'm just giving this as some advice because as you move forward with your little munchkin, I would be worried about him. If he doesn't find a way to step out of, or if he doesn't find a way, I mean, and it is truth. The angels do that for us. I've connected with so many souls who are like suffering or at the moment of their death and the angels took them home and their bodies still continued to like, 
shut down over a period of time, whether it's hours or a few days. But they were already at their own party up in heaven, like, hey, my party started, but my body's just having trouble stopping. It doesn't want to let go. So your life purpose is calling you, but you don't have to move into it with I'm trying to I'm even trying to like find the right word or term with huh, such sadness or anger or frustration or you know move into it with love determination and drive like you get the difference of the vibration just by saying those words like I move into my purpose with love and determination and drive even watching you know Meghan Markle talking about her again <laughs> I so love her and you know Prince Harry fell in love with her and um, he was already doing his humanitarian work and she was doing hers separate from each other and you see the pictures of her her over with the children in I don't know where they were I'm guessing Africa but that's just I, I think they I think the piece that it was Africa at the time and she's with the children who are in need, but it's such joy. And she emits joy, like through her life, like every day, as she's moving through her life purpose, her life. It's a joyful experience. I'm, I'm going to, you know, go out on a limb here and say I doubt she's sitting at home crying all night over children who are suffering. No, she's moving forward with love and determination and drive. So that's what I had to do as I grow more and more in my business, in my following, what I'm doing, how I'm showing up, things that I'm offering. I have to serve and teach and mentor. And I absolutely have to let go. And I have to let everyone that's following me be on their own journey. I can't even tell you the amount of emails that I get. People in desperation, I, I understand that I have been there. I cannot respond, but it's not because I don't care. I continue to provide different services some of them being free, like this podcast. Some of them being very low priced, like my spiritual boot camp, which is only $97. And some higher priced things. I, I decided a long time ago that I had a coach that told me, just offer high-end stuff because that's going to get you to the high-end result that you want. And I said, I can't. Now, I can't do that. I can offer high-end stuff. But I need to offer things for other people that can't get there or they're not there yet. I'm going to put it that way. So everyone, each of you, as you move into your own life purpose, you just have to decide what it's okay, what's okay with you and what you can, quote unquote, live with, what you can feel good about, what you can feel joy about. I know not everyone can work with me one-on-one -on -one because my coaching packages are high. But I know what I give for that, what I give to my one-on-one -on -one clients, and it's worth every penny 
if not so much more. But I also know that I can let go of, I don't have to feel guilty because I have other things that people can get to, including this daily podcast, which I moved to daily instead of weekly. Because I I got so many messages that people wanted more. So I started daily podcasts. So move into your life purpose with grace and ease. Just say that affirmation over and over. Let the guidance come to you. Let your intuition guide you. Remember, your intuition is the first two or three seconds of everything. Everything after that is your ego telling you, nope, don't do that. You're not good enough. That's too expensive. You can't afford that. And my favorite saying is sometimes you can't afford not to do it. Well, once again, thank you for listening to me ramble because I think I was all over the place, but I hope you received the message. I always say, I might be all over the place, but we're always coming back to the message that I started with. I'm always going to bring in full circle. I'm sending massive love to you. Keep your eyes and ears peeled because I am pinning down the dates for Sedona, my first Sedona retreat in, in September. There is very, very limited space, maybe 15 people. Because of the um, venue where I'm hosting it, there is limited space. But that also gives me so much time to be with each of you. So I'm so excited. I will be hosting it at Angel Valley where everything started for me. I've talked about it in my book on this podcast. It is going to be a life-changing event. I don't say that lightly. If you've ever trusted anything I say, know that this retreat in Sedona is going to change your fucking life. I would start now, if you want to be there, that you start putting out to your spiritual team, your angels, guides, your beings of light. I want to be there. You make it happen. I will do my part from here. Let's do whatever it takes to be there. I want to be with Julia for those five days. Love you, love you, love you so much. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Namaste.